0: hello welcome back to the podcast my friends ah so today on the podcast i want to talk about something that i want to expand upon something that i talked about on my instagram a couple days ago and that is the topic of spiritual manipulation i'm going to go back over what i shared there in case you missed that post but before I even go into that, I want to say that the reason I am recording this episode, the reason I am feeling called to share this information with you all, to share this these thoughts with you, um, is because I see this a lot, and I really want you as someone who is interested in spiritual work likely has done spiritual work maybe hired coaches or mentors before or, or you're thinking about it maybe i want you to be aware of this so that you can make the best decision for you and i'm not telling you this to convince you to like choose me as um a coach or a healer or a mentor or anything like that no this is about because that would be manipulation and, and that's not what this is about this is about telling you what I see as someone who owns a spiritual business and is in this world every day and kind of the warning signs. I personally recommend you look out for to make sure that you get the most out of your spiritual journey that you can and that there isn't manipulation in your journey. Um, fingers crossed, hopefully, right? So spiritual manipulation, let's start with why I'm using that term. Um, So I'm using that term because the spiritual path is a beautiful path. We know this. It's a gorgeous path. It's wonderful to be on. The spiritual path also does this funny, funny thing to us universally. This is not, you don't just get, you don't get to like bypass this. Pretty much everyone who's on a spiritual path has gone through this point at some place. Um, or maybe still is in it. So this could be something to listen to for yourself and be like, oh, am I unintentionally in some of these shadow aspects of, of a spiritual person? The spiritual path, as we become more and more awake to who we are and we start to embody that more and more, what it does is it does this funny thing to us where we start to think, oh, wow, I've done a lot of work. This is the, this is the um, common spiritual trope we hear of. Oh, I've done so much work. Right? We start to think, I've done so much work. I've done a lot. And so therefore, I've done more than that person over there. I've done more than that person. And without even necessarily being conscious of it, because it's not always conscious, we start to think, oh, I'm better than that person. There's a sense of superiority that comes through for those on the spiritual path at some point or another. And it's really, really interesting to notice where that has maybe happened to you, where you have maybe fallen into that trap of thinking, oh, I've done so much work, I'm so much more healed than XYZ person in my life, and I know better because I've done more work and I'm more healed. And there is no shame in admitting to yourself that you have fallen into that trap, into that trope, most people on a spiritual path will at some point or another. No shame in it. I am just asking you to be aware of it for yourself. And um, if you are interested in understanding more about it, this is actually talked about in Gene Key 12, which is the Gene Key with the shadow of vanity, which is the Gene Key shadow that basically leads us to into that trap of thinking I have done a lot of healing and therefore that means I've done more than XYZ people around me and I'm better. And we don't necessarily, people don't necessarily think in those exact terms. I'm just using this as an example. That's, that's kind of the, the exaggerated, the exaggerated place where we go into um, or where we can go into Within, um, within this space. So spiritual manipulation comes back to basically this idea that it's very easy on a spiritual path to manipulate yourself and others. And it's very easy to be manipulated. And that's because we really fall into that rhetoric that oh someone's done xyz amount of work then wow they must be better than me in some sense and that is our human collective shadow of hierarchy where we we think in terms of hierarchy and so we immediately fall into it and so we immediately put ourselves in a hierarchy with people that we perceive to have done more work than us or to be better than us on some level And then it becomes very easy to become manipulated or to let ourselves get into a situation where where we are manipulated. Or on the opposite end of that, as someone who does spiritual work, if we fall into the trap of, I've done so much work, so therefore I'm good, then it's very easy for us to be manipulative to other people because we will use how much work we've done on ourselves to manipulate. And so a big warning sign to me is when someone says, oh, I've already done a lot of healing or a lot of shadow work. So you know, this, this isn't a big thing for me to worry about. I've already done a lot of it. I don't need to worry about it. I've already looked into it all. That's a big warning bell to me, especially the way that someone says it. It's a very, very good test to see if someone is on a spiritual path where they are likely to use their work in a manipulative way. And that's not always even conscious. People don't always consciously realize they're being manipulative, especially spiritual people because they think they're so open and they've done so much work and how could I be manipulative when I have done all this work? I'm so conscious. That's often where people become the most manipulative. So it's really good awareness to have. So, how to look out for spiritual manipulation. Warning signs beyond the, I've done a lot of work. I've done all this shadow work. I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. Some variation of that. Which, it doesn't mean that if someone says, I've done a lot of work, they're immediately going to be manipulative. It's the way that someone says it. And sometimes people are just manipulating even themselves right? So we can even notice and pay attention to when someone is using this languaging and manipulating themselves. But for example, I have definitely said before and used as an example that I've done a lot of work. I have. I've done years and years of work. I have. That's true. But the more I do the work, the more I realize that there is more work to be done, like daily work, And the more I do that work, the more I'm doing ego work to make sure that I'm paying attention to where's my ego in all the work I'm doing. Because the spiritual ego is a real thing and it is super, super widespread. It is rampant. And one of the biggest lessons on my shamanic journey as I was in my apprenticeship learning shamanic work And honestly, waiting to see if I was going to be allowed to be a shaman. You can do a shamanic apprenticeship and not be a shaman at the end of it. You can be a shamanic practitioner, but you can do a shamanic apprenticeship and not be a shaman because you are not allowed to use the shamanic, the the title shaman. It's a very powerful title. There are a lot of people who use the title shaman who probably shouldn't because they haven't necessarily earned it. And the most powerful part of my shamanic apprenticeship was the immense amount of work that I was led through and asked to do and did to really get to understand and know my ego and my spiritual ego and where it can come out so I can be very aware of it and be working on it constantly because the last thing I ever want to do is show up in a a spiritually egoic or egoic in any way way or a manipulative way. Actually, one of my... One of the reasons I'm recording this is because I'm also owning a shadow of mine. One of my biggest fears as a spiritual entrepreneur is to be manipulative because I see how easily people manipulate others within the spiritual business world. And that is one of my biggest fears. And so it is on the top of my mind all the time. Every time I write content, every time I send out an email, every time I talk to a new potential client, I am... Always feeling into is there any part of this where I am falling into a manipulative spiritual ego because I do not want to? And so, I'm also recording this because I want to, of course, I want to share with you all what this looks like when people are in a spiritual ego because it's taken me a few times of being burned by. quote unquote, healers or guides or mentors who were very deeply in a spiritual manipulative ego to fully be able to see it myself. So I'm sharing this because I've dealt with this a lot. I have had two very significant friends, um, connections in the spiritual business community who um, were very manipulative and very, very deeply in a spiritual ego are still deeply in spiritual ego from what i can see Um, which is you know whatever that's my own that's my own judgment so you don't have to so it doesn't really matter Um, that's my own um, lens of the situation is how i want to say that but the warning signs beyond what i've already mentioned um, is how you feel around a person so it's a really good idea to definitely feel into the energy of someone before you work with them Definitely feel into the energy of their offerings, feel into the energy of their pricing, because there is a place where pricing can become manipulative. And I've actually heard this so many times where, and this, so this is an example of what I've heard in terms of pricing where it's very manipulative is make your pricing so expensive that only people who really want it will work with you. And then raising prices into four plus figures for like a one-on-one session which is pretty manipulative at least that's one one way that you can you can see it in other ways too and i encourage that i don't i encourage you to question everything i'm saying but one way that that definitely comes off is manipulative because you're manipulating people into saying if you really wanted to work with me you would pay this but you if you don't want to pay this or you can't pay this then you obviously don't actually want this that bad Right. So that's where pricing can become manipulative. Other red flags, um, as I was saying, how you feel with the person's content, with their social media, with their website. How do they show up? Are they showing up as actually authentic? A lot of spiritual leaders, mentors, guides, whatever, healers show up saying that they are super authentic, saying I am showing you exactly what my life is like. I am showing you how I live. I am showing you the truth. And yet when you actually look at their content, does it feel authentic to you? It's really easy to fake that. It's super easy to fake that. I say that as someone who owns a spiritual business and can literally see from the other side how easy it is to fake showing up as an authentic, as a quote-unquote authentic, spiritual leader every day That's really easy to fake so it's very important to use your discernment is that actually authentic does it actually feel real is that person actually showing up the way they're t- they're showing me that they're showing up on social media or on their website or in their email list or in their podcast or whatever are they showing up that way in every area of life or are they putting on a show for the places where they're being seen? True, true, a true authentic coach or guide or leader, and I've learned this from um, a very close friend and colleague of mine who is an authentic coach. A true authentic coach or leader or guide, spiritual or otherwise, but we're talking spiritual specifically, Shows up the exact same way online that they do in person, and they show up the exact same way in person that they do online. There's no difference, and you can feel that in their content, you can feel that in their message, that they're showing up in person the same way they're showing up online. That they are they are connecting into the people that they they are work they work with in person the same way they connect with them online. That their life they are living it the same way in their personal life as they are in their professional life. That's what it means to be an embodied leader is that you are embodied at all times. It's not just, okay, I'm getting on a session and I'm going to be embodied here, but then as soon as I'm done, I can be unembodied. No, then you're not a true embodied leader. Then you're not, you're not actually sharing or teaching the codes of embodiment. So um, an example of how I, I feel into this and, and make sure that I'm being um, consistent and true to this in my own business and life is that I'm, I definitely make sure to be aware of how I'm showing up in my personal life. Am I showing up in the way that I would want a client to show up if they were coming to me with a situation that was similar to what I'm going through? Am I showing up in the way that I would advise them to show up as? If I'm not, where am I out of alignment? Why am I not showing up that way? If I'm not, what's going on? If i'm not where do i get to learn from that so i can actually take my own embodied advice and be more embodied so for example had a huge test of this the end of 2021 i had a relationship i mentioned this in the last podcast episode that came back into my life and i chose to let it stay for quite a while because i could tell it was teaching me a lot of things but i also Once I zoomed out, and I can say this now, much more easily than I could then, because there were feelings and emotions involved. involved. I knew that I was in a space where I needed to learn this lesson because the way that, that that relationship was showing up was not embodied in the way that I would want an actual relationship to be. It taught me a lot there. Also taught me a lot of, okay, I'm understanding If I'm working with someone in the same situation, how difficult it is to choose the embodied way when there are emotions involved and when there's love involved. And so that was a place where I could see places where I was like, yeah, I'm not as embodied in this place right now as I want to be because I am not showing up the way I would want myself to show up. And if I was going to share this, if I was going to share codes about this on my social media, I would not be able to right now. And I'm not able to. I was not able to at that time, so I didn't talk about it because I knew I wasn't embodied in it in the way I wanted to be. And so that to me is an example of what it means to be embodied in something in real life and online. So I personally have it as a boundary and an intention that I do not share things and talk about being embodied in them unless I truly am living that practice, that embodiment in my life, just as much as I, as I um, am talking about it, it being lived on my social accounts or on my business accounts, right? Um, It's a really big red flag. If you can tell that a message is not consistent from a spiritual coach, leader, healer, whatever they call themselves, right? That gives you a really good indication that there's maybe not as much authenticity there. And therefore, A much higher space of potential for manipulation another red flag sometimes the red flags don't come until you've actually been working with someone for a while and it's like subtle put downs and i've seen a lot of spiritual coaches um do this not a lot i've seen several i don't want to over exaggerate i have seen several do this where um as a coach as a guide as a healer as a mentor my my um goal for everyone i work with is to teach them and help them heal or or and or depending on what our container is to the extent to which they don't need me anymore. And everyone takes a different amount of time to get to that point. So there's no like oh it has to happen within 6 months or 5 weeks, right? But my goal is to get people to a place where they don't need me anymore. And therefore my goal as I show up for everyone I work with, is to support them in surpassing my energy if they want to. If they if that is not if they want to. If that is part of their um, if that's part of their soul path path to learn from me and then take it and, and do even bigger and better things. Perfect. I mean I'm human, so so sometimes that can be a little like wow oh. I'm super super happy for them and also like that's a that's um a, a whole new level of embodiment for me to sit with. But my goal no matter what is that I want them to do better than me. And I have personally worked with spiritual coaches and people in the in the spiritual community who don't actually live that up. Who um who I've I've had happened have them do this to me and also observed it in other places where they subtly put down everyone around them so that they can stay the most powerful and stay on top and it's like little tiny subtle put downs that until you recognize it you might not even notice that it's happening i mean that's that's what manipulation is right that is what um that is what a good subtle manipulator would do um and my point is not to necessarily like hound on this issue, but to, to give you the, the kind of like light bulb of like, okay, this, this can happen and this does happen. Um, and so a, a really big red flag is how someone makes you feel as you're working with them, especially if you're working them in a longer container. And it's also very, very good to see, like, what other people say about working with them. Um, But sometimes, sometimes it's, that's not even enough. It really comes down to how do you feel around the person? How does their energy make you feel? How does it impact you? And how do they, how did they support you and build you up? Or how do they not? Because that's a red flag, too. Um, And all of that to say... It's super important, again, to come back to that discernment and use your discernment and and really um, notice who has your best interests at heart and who doesn't. And you can really tell. When you start to approach any and everyone um, in a in the spiritual sphere and spiritual business from that perspective, it starts to become very easy to see who... Um, who was authentic, who was showing up authentically, and who was not. And so that's really just the biggest thing is to notice that for yourself. Notice what shows up and just become very aware of that. And, um, yeah, become very aware of that and let yourself follow your intuition, follow your gut feelings about, about anyone you work with. So even if everyone else says that someone's wonderful, if it doesn't feel right, you, if it doesn't feel authentic, trust yourself above anything else. That's what this really comes down to, is that no spiritual leader, teacher, mentor, anyone should make you feel like you need to trust them above yourself, or like you're not trustworthy, or like you don't have um, the ability to do the work yourself because every single one of us does. And so that's a really big, um, really useful way to notice to notice um, what a healthy spiritual relationship is, if a spirit, if a spiritual container is going to be helpful to you or not, is to notice how much authority, or yeah, authority, um, any teacher or healer or guide or whoever tries to have over you, because that's the last little piece, little code I want to share here, which is that it's very important to notice who we let have any th- authority over us if we ever let anyone have authority over us. Sometimes there are, there are times and places where it's like, okay, I'm going to surrender. For example, um, in my shamanic training, I surrendered to the authority of, of my shamanic teacher. 100% I had to in order to fully be able to take that journey. Anyone else? Very few people, if any, that I would give that amount of trust to because once we give our authority or our power over to somebody else we then become so much more easily manipulated and so that's why my belief is that the mark of a true truly good leader or mentor or guide or coach is that they in no way shape or form try to take your power in fact all they're trying to do they're not they in no way shape or form do they try to become an authority over you. They may know more information on a certain subject to you than you, which is maybe why you're working with them. But That doesn't mean that they know more than you. And if they start to use that kind of energy or languaging as they share their work with you, that's that would be a big red flag of, oh yeah, this person is really in it for the power, which is what it comes down to, the spiritual ego until people become aware of it. What the spiritual ego is really helping people tap into is their is their their wish for power. Um, Spiritual or not, all humans at a shadow level want to be in control and have power. And spiritual enlightenment, quote unquote, definitely is an opener that brings people deeper into the thought of, okay, well, I know more, puts blinders on, thinking that I've done so much work. I am here to have that power in a certain sense and a lot of people probably would not a lot of people who who are in this spiritual ego probably would not actually use those words but that's that's essentially what it boils down to energetically and so that's what i'm sharing so you can be aware of it with all of that being said i'm going to wrap this up here so Those, everything I shared are the big red flags that I recommend paying attention to in terms of figuring out who to work with, if you're looking to work with a spiritual teacher. And if you're not looking to work with someone right now, but you are on a spiritual path, notice if any of those things are shadows that you might fall into at times. Without judging yourself, just notice, do you maybe fall into those shadows sometimes? And if your answer is yes, that gives you a good place to go okay, let me look at my spiritual ego, because none of us actually want to be in it. It's something many people are very unconscious of, and that's really the goal of shamanic work. It's a huge part of being a shaman. Is that um, I work with people on this all the time because I've worked on it. Um, I've I've worked on it and continue to work on it. By no By no means am I done. My ego comes up too, a hundred percent. Very try to be very. I try to be very very aware of it. Um, but this is one of my favorite places to dive into with people because it's really important to notice um, especially if we want to show up in integrity with everyone that we have in our space all right we're going to close there um a quick little footnote heal round three is open and this round is how learn how to become an akashic quantum healer for yourself and others i am teaching you everything about how to work in the 23rd and 27th dimensional Akashic field, how to work and heal yourself and others. Every single thing, everything I do, I'm teaching it all. So if you are interested, I will put the link in the show notes to get more information and to book a discovery call if you would like to. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to send me a message on on Instagram or via my email. Both will be linked below as well. All right. Thank you for listening, my friends. I would love to hear any insights that you have, um, any aha moments, anything that comes through. Um, If you'd like to share, please don't hesitate to, and we will talk soon.